the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Regular listeners to The Antidote know that I love a huge range of music. Last week, we had the industrial and dancey music of Clank. Tonight, The Antidote goes in another direction as I bring in the music from Paper Shakers and Norel K, two artists who have just released their first EPs. Norel's music is going to be coming up at the half-hour mark of the show. Our opening song, Breaking Wings, highlights the talent found on Paper Shaker's debut, The Good Book. I was amazed by how incredible this band is. And with Paper Shakers coming from the Antidote's hometown of Peterborough, having a talk with the band was at the top of my list. Listening to the first part of our chat and the song, God Knows. Whitney and Michael Hall front Peterborough, Ontario's newest band, Paper Shakers. Great to have the two of you here on The Antidote. Yeah, thanks yeah for excited to be here. I need to know, who dragged who into forming Paper Shakers? Oh, <laughs> a dreadful first question. I, I sucked her in. I've been playing music all my life, and I just kind of came home one day and heard this angelic voice, and I needed to steal it and, and use it, so it wound up being Whitney's. <laughs> Okay, so you already brought up about a background in music. What have you been involved with? Um, well, yeah, kind of born and raised in the church. So uh, obviously just whatever the church needed for, you know, whether it was bass player or drummer or guitar player, whatever they need, I would uh, just kind of step in and, and fill whoever's shoes that was. And uh, so I, I've kind of been playing for a while. Okay, so that's Michael's part of it. Whitney, what about you? I'm super new at all this, to be honest. Like, you know, with your first question, it is true. Like, he kind of dragged me into this. I played piano when I was a kid, but growing up in kind of like an Asian culture, it's you have to either play like a violin or a piano, at least to start. <laughs> and, um, my parents obviously forced me to play the piano. And so I learned a little bit of that, but I, I didn't uh, kind of pursue it because I, I found it kind of boring and I, I didn't really like it. So um, when I met Mike, he was super into music and he had a band and I was basically kind of like the manager side of things, um, quote unquote manager, not an actual one. I didn't get paid, um, but I was basically doing kind of marketing and finding bands. And it's funny because I was, I was putting together a show and I needed kind of some openers. And so I knew Michael I was like, hey, my husband can sing. And then, you know, that first show, he's like, you have to sing this song with me. And so here I am putting on an event and singing at it at the same time. So literally how we started Paper Shakers. <laughs> and that was all of a year ago? That was December, actually, of 2016. Yeah. So Less almost, yeah. You really are brand new. Yeah, newest of new. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think there's any question that Peterborough has a hot music scene. Can that be a negative for a new artist? Is there too much competition? No, it's like a brotherhood. Yeah. I feel like everyone is so loving and caring, and it, and it doesn't matter what your background is or, or what's going on. It's just like people have been so welcoming everywhere we go. Yeah. Every other artist has, has just like shown love to us and, and has kind of showed us how to be a good host. Yeah. I mean, like, again, there's such an array of artists out there in Peterborough itself. It's like, there's so many different genres, but we somehow we can all kind of like 
play together. You know, we've played with super folky artists to like singer songwriters to really blues, hard rock kind of stuff. Scary metal band. Yeah, scary metal band. Um, but like, it's just awesome that, you know, we've kind of just all formed this community and us being like super new, but all these artists are just like, if you need advice, let us know. If you need help, let me know. We'll book you here. We'll help you get there. Like all this stuff. So it's just been really awesome to kind of find that community. Yeah. And it's definitely like a multi-generational like community of people too. We've got people that have been, you know, playing in Peterborough for 20 years that are just like, how can we help you? And just everyone we've run into has been so genuinely great to us. Yeah. You know, we had talked about meeting at your place for this interview. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of glad that we didn't because the Paper Shakers song, God Knows, describes your apartment as <laughs> bats crawling through the ceiling, cobwebs in the corner, and silk blood running through the walls. Is it not time for you two to move? We've actually moved since that song, so uh, (laughs) things are looking up. (laughs) A lot less cobwebs and blood. Yeah. yeah. It does sound sort of morbid. A little bit, yeah. That song was uh, more so describing a feeling rather than our personal apartment.
several people tell me how fantastic your EP release show was. Now I'm really regretting that I hadn't been there for that. Describe to me what your live shows are like. I think the best way to sum it up in a word is that they're different. Every single time we play, it's it's a different monster that gets up on that stage or, or a different angel or whatever you want to call it. Every time we play, there's there's something we're fighting for and there's something that we're we're proud of that we've been working hard on and it's like every time we're just excited to to be there yeah i really don't know how you two do it because with a four song ep that doesn't give enough material for a 40 minute set how do you flush out your show oh we've got lots of new material we had a few songs in december to play so we had those four songs which are on the ep right now that we recorded and then from December to like now, I guess, we added on like four or five more songs that we just kind of written on top of that. And so basically, like, we had the same idea where we're like, okay, if we want to play a more legit set, and we want uh, something more sustainable, we need to come up with more material. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how we've done it. And, you know, we're, we're bringing something new to the table. Um, and I think, even though like a lot of people still don't fully know all the songs, it's just always fun to pull out some new stuff. And uh, change Throw up. on new intros and yeah, yeah, yeah. Add, I don't think we've done it once like the album is yeah because <laughs> the album you know Wit and I did every instrument and did all the lyrics and and just kind of you know produced it ourselves but we do have a full band that backs us live and yeah and I just kind of tell the guys to to go hog wild with it and uh, it's it's different every time we're throwing on a song that's normally three and a half minutes turns out to be four and a half, five with these intros and extra bridges and whatever. And yeah, we just try yeah. and keep it fresh in our mind to keep changing things up and seeing what works. Yeah. It's just so important to always keep your show fresh, especially like, you know, being a new band, it's like, it's important for us to put on like a fun show and something that just, you know, makes people excited to come back for the next one because they're like, what songs are they going to pull out and you know, what different things are they going to do? So Yeah. And I can totally see that. Everything that you've grown up with, all of your background, always relates into your art, into your life, into your music. The good book, the EP, hints at issues of faith. Exactly. You know, we're both Christians. We both believe. But, like, we're here to make music. and We're here to just love on people and do what we feel led to do. Yeah. And that's just to make good music and hopeful music and happy music. Yeah. And we just happen to be Christians while doing that. And I think for us that like grew up in the church, it's like, you know, people who make music, they write about experiences and they write about stuff that they've gone through. And for us, it's like, you know, because we've grown up with faith um, and that kind of background, it's like, there's no way that that won't be woven into our music, right? Because that's the stuff that we experience and the stuff that we see. I'm Whitney. And I'm Michael. We are Paper Shakers. And you've got the antidote with Dave Hawkins.
stretch time Your wicked ways won't torture me No, won't torture me was the title track, Good Book, from Paper Shakers. The music of the band is perfect, but where do the lyrics come from? And that comes up on the next part of our talk with Whitney and Michael. I think the thing that stands out for me the most about Paper Shakers is the vocals. And now I don't want you to take this as a negative. Each of your voices is so completely different from each other. I never thought you could do the harmonies. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's true. Say. We do have we, very different voices. Yeah, like I said earlier, like Whitney never even sang. Not like, even in the car. Not even in the car. Nothing. And I'm kind of 
I grew up in a household where like both my parents sang all the time. So I just kind of sang all the time too. And, and then once I was about 10, I started really working hard on it and trying to craft my personal voice. And then I'm a little envious because Whitney just kind of walked in at, you know, 24 years of age with this perfect voice. And now I'm trying to catch up to her. I don't know why it works. <laughs> and we every time we play a set, it's always like, your voices blend so well together. We're like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, okay, we'll trust you. Okay, what do you think stands out most about the sound of Paper Shakers? I'm asking you to be self-analytical here. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I've always loved a good harmony. I think the more the better. That's probably the, the church upbringing coming out of me. But uh, I, I grew up in a church where there's 10 people on stage and there's 10 different parts going on on stage. So it's it's kind of natural for me to, to lean towards that. And even our bass player, Luke, tends to step in and do that third part for live shows. And uh, But yeah, it's always interesting because, you know, we could write a great song, but if it doesn't have a good melody and a good harmony, for me, it's boring. If it's just a good rock and roll tune, it bores me because the musical side of it really, you know, there's only three or four chords that work in every song that uh, that just sound good together. And then the rest is just muddy mess. So to me, it's all about the vocals and it's all about how can we push ourselves to the next level with these harmonies and and do mixed and do thirds and fourths and, and just mess around with it. That tends to be what we work the hardest on is just the voices blending together and, and making that work yeah. with melody. Speaking about taking it to the next level, obviously Peterborough is a city, but realistically, it's still small town Ontario. Very. What's it going to take for the two of you to take paper shakers to the next level? Um, well, like, I don't know. Like, for me, I kind of just walked into it and I'm, I don't even know, like, on a scale of like one to 10, like how good we actually are. So for me, it's just kind of like just taking opportunities as they come. But I know for Mike, it's kind of been his dream that he's always knew that he wanted to do music and want to go into this. Um, and so me like supporting his dream and also like just having so much fun doing this, you know, don't get me wrong. I love doing this and it's so much fun, but it's just definitely not something that I, you know, had in my mind. So now that everything like this is happening and I'm singing on stage, so just everything like this happening and having an EP release and um, getting to play Folk Fest and just doing all this stuff is sort of like opening my eyes to like what the possibilities are. And I think for us, like, it's just kind of growing on its own and we just, you know, next step would probably just kind of write new songs, come out with another album maybe do some like actual touring because that's how newbie we are. Like, you know, do some stuff that like could really just stretch us and push us, come out with a music video, you know, like the typical like music stuff that people want to do. I think that's something for us like next level that we'd like to do as well. And seriously, you guys have huge potential. You guys really are exceptional. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Yeah. Here's something that we didn't get into. The songs of Paper Shakers really aren't clear as to their actual meaning. So then, are you looking to the listener to make their own interpretation? It's funny we talk about I get about this all the time. They're just like, that song's so pretty. What does that mean? <laughs> 
if there's one thing you know about me, it's that I love a good metaphor. And uh, so for me, it's all about painting a picture. So whatever you see in your mind while you're listening to the lyrics is most likely what I'm going for. Hopefully, you know, if I just told you the, the roses are red, you're just going to pick red roses. You're just going to picture that in your mind. So for me, it's how do I say this in a new, fresh way? And then I go to Whitney and say, how do you <laughs> sing it in a new, fresh way? So it's kind of a mix of the both where I, I like a clear picture, but I like to just paint the picture with metaphors and, and different thoughts. And, and a lot of it is just, you know, I paint over the, the cobwebs in the corner is just, you know, you could picture that physically or you could picture what that could possibly mean to you kind of thing.
Looking back, wishing that. Looking back, looking back, wishing that. Looking back, Ooh, looking back, wishing that. Looking back, looking back. I know my selfish ways. These things I didn't say. Wishing that. What do you want your listeners to take away from hearing Paper Shakers? Um, well, most of these songs, you can kind of tell that there's a, an undertone. And the undertone for me is usually I'll get upset about something and then I'll start writing lyrics. Or I'll get really happy about something and I'll start writing lyrics. I think almost all the verses in all these four songs are based off of me communicating to that thing that's aggravating me. So, you know, in, in good book, I'm like, hey, I'm going to break my bones on your statue, trying to tear it down, and your red hands won't see me come, and, you know, that sort of thing. And it's just like, I'm really frustrated, and, and I'm kind of speaking to the thing that's frustrating me. And then usually in the course, I try and hammer it home with the actual point of the song. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a mix of metaphors. I mean, like, just going back to that question, like, in terms of, like, you know, what do we want people to take out of Paper Shakers? It's like <laughs> our friend wrote a bio about us, and she wrote, you know, Paper Shakers are creating a thought-provoking dance party. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Right? When I was yeah. reading that bio, I was like, that is so true. Because, like, for us, it's like we want people to have fun. We want people to come to our shows and, you know, have that 45 minutes of just, like, having a good time forgetting about you know what do I have to do tomorrow what I'm supposed to do oh no I'm broke like don't think about any of that stuff but just come in and just have a good time with us and then with our lyrics just there's so many things in there that make you wonder or make you think I know for me it's like I I listen to a lot of awesome songs and I'm always thinking like I wonder what the song means I wonder what the story is that they're trying to tell or what feeling or emotion they're trying to provoke so, yeah, I really think, like, you know, when she wrote Thought-Provoking Dance Party, like, that really is what we want people to think about us, to come to our shows and have a great time, but also to go home with songs that kind of provoke some thought and provoke some sort of meaning in, in life, I think. The Antidote has been here with Paper Shakers. So good to have you guys here. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This has been awesome. <laughs> I may have missed Paper Shaker's EP release show, but fortunately I was able to catch their live set a couple of weeks ago. Totally awesome. Someone else who's awesome is Narelle Kay, who delivers these haunting vocal melodies over acoustic guitar and gives a really powerfully rich sound. What truly empowers her is her faith 
and she makes that totally clear during the antidote's conversation with Narelle Kay. Enjoy. Philadelphia's Narelle Kay brings her guitar voice and thoughts to the antidote. Thanks for coming, Narelle. Thank you for having me. Indie Vision Music has described your voice as a cross between Bjork, Alanis Morissette, and Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries. Have you ever been a fan of any of those artists? Uh, yes. When I when I saw that they compared me to the Cranberries, I was very excited. I was on vacation with my family and started jumping up and down on the boardwalk because I love the Cranberries so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very excited, to say the least, because I've been listening to them since I was like a kid. So very excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. And you've got their whole discography. Yes. But that's tough to have you being compared to other artists, because really, are comparisons necessary for any artist's career? I mean, it has some benefits, because it also uh, kind of pushed my, not my ego, but I felt a lot better about uh, my music, because it's like your child when you put it out there. Um, Because I was always so quiet about singing. I'm not one of those people who's just like, yeah, I have music, you know what I mean? Mostly it's my husband going out of his way, to, or my mom, <laughs> or one of my friends being like, oh, when we're at, in a group of people, you know, like, oh, and she has music out, and, and I just get kind of quiet, because, like, I've always just kind of been more quiet about that aspect of my life, um, but when you're compared to other artists that you love, you're like, oh, so I do sound okay, <laughs> kind of a thing, you know, um, so it's not a totally a bad thing, but those are some very major comparisons um, Alanis Morissette, you know, like she has a very strong voice, a very strong character. And so I think that was very interesting to read and go, wow, like someone thinks I remind them of her. Like, that's very interesting. This is going to come across as a sexist comment, and I'm really not meaning it to be this way. But I find with a lot of women artists, you know, they have a strong speaking voice and all of a sudden they go to be recorded and they turn into a wimp. You don't do that. You keep it up, even though it is a softer tone. Yeah, I definitely think so. I used to be very quiet singing, actually, and my voice teacher pulled that out of me. She was like, I know you. You're very bold with, uh, you know, your fashion, because I come from a punk background. I grew up and was listening to really crappy punk bands, and... uh And when I came into college, I had half my head shaved and everyone thought I was a Satanist, but I wasn't. I was just a punk kid who loved Jesus. But anyway, and so like when I came in, she was like, you definitely have a strong personality. So I know you can make noise. And then she would like force me to make weird noises to like to get myself comfortable. And yeah, so that was her doing so. (laughs) So she was one that forced you into doing this along with your family members. Yes, but you know, it's like I wanted to do music, but I... I think that a lot of artists, even if they don't admit it, have a lot of self-doubt they have to overcome, you know. It's not necessarily that you're always competing with, but uh, you compare yourself, whether you realize it or not, like subconsciously all the time, artistically, you know. And so I think that a lot of artists have that self-doubt, especially women, because we get judged no matter where we go, because like, it's just kind of the way society runs or has run and uh, hopefully will not anymore. It's getting better. This is Norelle Kay, and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. (music) 
fall to me, to me, to me. Wildflower. You really threw me when you brought up that punk aspect of your past. Yeah. What you're creating in your EP, Consider the Trees, that's the farthest possible point you could get from punk. Oh, yeah. But it's funny because I'm heavily part of the hardcore scene and heavily involved in my ministry with my husband is uh, ministering to kids in the underground scene and loving on them because kids come to that scene to find... um, a belonging. There's a sound that you hear or you don't hear in, in hardcore and punk music. It's like a kind of like a revolutionary sound, you know. Um, and so that was a lot of my background. I grew up listening to bands like Blindside and uh, Chevelle and the classics. You know, yeah. And so like Blindside is literally my all time favorite band. And so I grew up listening to that stuff. And then I started getting into Under Oath and you know, all your typical like youth group bands, as they would say. But then when I got into high school, I made friends with um, kids who did not grow up in a Christian home. And so I started listening to like Leftover Crack and like uh, Black Flag and just stuff like that. And so that's uh, heavily where I got into music for real and started feeling that. But I also had a lot of mixed music background because I also listened to the Cranberries, like I've said, and I had a huge Blondie phase. And um there's a lot of really good acoustic 90s music, too, uh, that I, I got a lot of inspiration from. So I think that's a lot of where 
I have a love for both punk and hardcore and acoustic music. Um, I guess it's funny because <laughs> even though I go to shows and you'll see me punching kids uh, while my husband is playing on stage, then you'll see me playing at like a coffee shop, like some soft acoustic music. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that must really mess with people that know you. I hope it does. I like making people uncomfortable. <laughs> it's in a good way. <laughs> I'd like to challenge them, you know. But your music doesn't put people on the edge. Well, not not that I necessarily want them to be on the edge, but I want them to think, you know, I like to invoke thought, <laughs> sort of. Well, then why don't we get into the EP? Consider the Trees carries this theme where the songs tie nature into faith. Yeah. How do those two mesh? Um, well, I've found that in my own walk with uh, the Lord that he really talks to me and gives me sort of like metaphors about spiritual things. For an example, uh, it's called Consider the Trees because uh, the song Breaking Branches on there, well, that song is about a season in my life where God was ripping a lot of things out of me that like weren't useful. And a lot of the songs on the EP if you go to John 15 um, in the New Testament, it talks about like, I'm the vine, you are the branches, anything in you that does not bear fruit, I'm, I'm going to cut off. Um, and everything that does bear fruit, I will prune so that it's more fruitful. And so in me, I was going through a season where I had a lot of junk, you know, in my life that I knew I shouldn't, you know, be doing or dealing with uh, that I should just get rid of. And um, a lot of old friends were kind of being ripped away from me. Um, that were just very negative and draining and um, just, you know, people that didn't care about me. All this stuff, you know, um, when you're a young girl in college and you also have the, <laughs> a music career ahead of you and you're, you're working really hard, you just start to feel really uh, weighed down. And so I, one day I was taking um, a walk on this trail um, on my campus at University of Valley Forge and it's a beautiful trail, but there was a storm that had just gone through. All these trees were ripped to shreds. So I'm taking this walk, and I feel like the Holy Spirit had me stop. And I looked, and these trees, their branches had just been, like, ripped off. And it was, like, almost devastating to see. I looked up, and I saw these trees, and, the, and I just was like, that's how I feel. That, like, all this stuff is being broken off of me. And, like, the Holy Spirit just said to me, like, but don't worry. Like, we're going to clean this up. And, and there's going to be new branches next year. And, um, and so Consider the Trees is also about, it's a taboo subject, I guess, to some people. But those who walk away from the faith, um, you know, like there's a lot of scripture about what happens when judgment comes and that those branches will be thrown into the fire. Like when he says, I'm the vine and you are the branches, it just tied it all together like, oh, wow. Because of what Jesus did we get to have that chance to be pruned and to be worked on. Um, the reason that this EP is nature-themed is because that's the way that God talks to me in my writing and in my poetry is just like, like, hey, I made nature and, and I, I'm, I'm going to show you stuff that you couldn't even imagine. branches he allows them to grow though 
they don't know He's breaking branches Consider the Trees, the title track from the debut EP from Narelle Kay. 
Thanks for checking into The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. I'm going to break into yet another music style next week when I meet with Eric Marshall of Young Oceans, a meditative art rock band from Brooklyn, New York. Eric joins The Antidote to share about the intentions of their just-released album, Suddenly. Here comes more of my talk with Narelle Kay, whose music is great in her songs is even stronger. Enjoy this and the song, The Gardener. See you again next week. The songs on Consider the Trees also relate about the assuredness you have in your faith. Is having faith in God that easy for you? Um, I think that faith is a struggle, and that if anyone says that in their entire Christian walk they didn't struggle, that they'd be lying through their teeth. Um, Because people say that doubt isn't good, but the fact of the matter is you couldn't have faith without doubting, you know? Um, and so that's what my one song on there is about wildflower where those, that was a time that Jesus gave me that song. Um, and that was him talking to me like where I was like, you know, God, I feel like I'm drowning. And my friend had a prophetic vision of me as a flower in a field and there was rain pouring down and it looked like the flower was like getting, you know, messed up by this heavy rain. She just said like that when she saw that, like the Lord said to her, tell her, don't worry because she's not going to be crushed by this rain, you know? So that's, that's a lot of what that song is about. And it's about a struggle with faith. You know, I, I think that as Christians, we just need to be honest with ourselves so that even more so we can glorify God with our lives because you, you can't just suddenly have faith by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it was like God had to show me he loved me. When I would have, be going through a hard time, I would go back and remember those things. And really, I mean, what else do we have? You know, like, that's what everyone in this world is searching for, is like an assuredness that everything's going to be okay. And Jesus gives me that. Um, and I've not found it anywhere else, even though I've tried. Because even though I grew up in a Christian home, I ran away from the faith when I was about 15. And um, when I graduated and I had gotten accepted to Valley Forge, like nothing, um, God just showed me that, you know, that I was there for a reason and I recommitted my life. But so it's like, I know what it's like to struggle and I know what it's like to be in the world without having faith. And it's terrifying. And every single time God has proven true. Okay, we've already spoken about two of the songs off the EP. Let me pull up what's my standout song, The Gardener. Can you tell us what caused you to write that track? It was actually like a very last minute one, but it's my one of my, I, I wouldn't say my favorite one, but it's, I just, I like that song for its simplicity. It's very simple. I literally wrote it in like 20 minutes. That was just from John 15. I'm the vine, you are the branches. And, you know, I, I don't remember who spoke on it one time at uh, my college when I was in chapel. He said something about Jesus having dirt under his nails. I just sat there and it so resonated with me. I was like, wow, like to imagine Jesus and I'm a vine and he gets down in this dirt with me and he's just like singing over me because that's what the Holy Spirit does, you know, like that we get to have the spirit of God in us. It blows my mind, you know, and that that's what Jesus does is like, Basically, like, I'm the vine, you're the branches, so, you know, I'm going to cut off this stuff that you don't need because I love you, and I'm going to take care of you. 
and I'm going to tend to this garden better than anything else. So it just like really paints this picture for me of Jesus and of the Father, just like attentive, you know, and so careful with what he planted and what he's brought into creation, you know. When that guy talked about dirt under Jesus's nails, it just really painted this picture for me of Jesus kneeling down and and taking care of me and being so close. The proximity is is almost like too close, you know, because we have the Holy Spirit and he's just talking to us and singing over us and and taking care of us and like giving us the grace to even breathe. And that's Jesus is that he got down and did the job that no one else could. So that's kind of what that song's about for me, you know? That's why I wrote it. Then what about for Narelle Kay? Is your music your garden? Yeah, I would say so. I also do spoken word, which is not recorded yet. And I also have a lot of songs I need to record. So this EP was a very cool first step the way it worked out. I feel very blessed. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also a huge tease. (laughs) I mean, three songs. Yeah, and I'm also, not nothing is solidified, but me and a few of my close friends are working on a tour, I think, in the Midwest and and West Coast, I believe, so in January. So we're looking at that, and um, yeah, definitely I have to talk to the guy who I record with. Um, We're definitely looking at a lot of projects in the near future, to say the least. How cool. In touring life, you'll get the enjoyment of sleeping in your car and strangers' floors. Yes, yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Narelle, thanks so much for spending some time with The Antidote. I really appreciate this. Thank you for having me. And you've got dirt under your nails and I know You speak patient with me And you're down here Whispering Abide in me Abide in me Turn on your white robe And I'm just not sure how You wanna be down here Next to me Get close to me He said Get close to me
Turn on both your cheeks And there's tears in your eyes And you're singing Stay close to me You broke down the 